0: what is going on good people welcome to the first ig50i of 2024 i appreciate you for joining me here hope you all had a wonderful happy healthy holiday season but now we're back in the saddle so you know what that means a fresh new five piece another five of them thanks for that head top so as we do let's get into it New Year, new me to the contrary, New Year, same Petty pee. and what am I talking about? Well, before I get into that, number one, am going to call this one. Catch me if you can. You guys know what I do. If I see something floating around on the bird app or anywhere else that doesn't necessarily jive with my spirit, I'll probably hop on social media and deliver a little bit of commentary with regard to it. Some people may not like it. It may rub some folks the wrong way, but I am a proponent of if it doesn't apply, let it fly. So if it's not about you, shouldn't bug you. But for some people, it still does. And then they may want to try to come out of the woodwork and play the gotcha game with me. The reason why that's really hard to do is because I stand on any and everything I say, right or wrong. If I say something and it turns out to not be, you know, what I believe it to be down the line. I have no problem coming back and admitting to being wrong, but I'm not going to run from it. Same way that, you know, I may thump my chest when I'm right. I'll step in front of this mic and admit when I'm wrong too. Why am I having this discussion? Well, it's because, you know, recently I talked a little bit about the flip flopping that's going on with regard to the support of Jim Harbaugh. Where some people were staunchly against him and now suddenly on the bandwagon and it's fine. You know, I always say that you are more than welcome to change your opinion when you get new information or maybe you were misinformed previously. You decide that, you know, hey, maybe I went about that the wrong way. You choose to uh, change your mind. Nothing's wrong with that. But see, when you run from what you said and then you want to pretend as if it never happened. And then start planting a flag and yelling from the highest mountain, your support, or even if you're hedging, it all just comes across very weird, quite strange and awkward. But hey, again, the thing with me is, and someone actually on Twitter posted where in the last Chargers draft cycle, I put up a list of my top five coaching candidates. And in that list which I'm perfectly fine with admitting I've not run away from it at all. Um, were Matt Eberflus and Urban Meyer, totally happy that didn't work out for the Chargers and had it, you know, been one of those selections. Yeah, that would have sucked. I would have felt terrible about it and it would have been complete misfire on my part. But you know, the interesting thing about it is, is if you continue to look back, which some people don't do, you know, when they go pulling files, they pull the ones that help support whatever narrative they're trying to push. But with me, you got to pull all the files. And when you do that, you'll find that in that same cycle on that same list was Jim Harbaugh. And a year later, he was number one on that list. But for some reason, people don't like looking at everything in totality. Um, again, if it doesn't fit what you're trying to push, then when I talk about it. Why tell the truth when the lie is more salacious, I guess? Whatever. Uh, again, at the end of the day, it's going to really be hard to back me into one of those corners because I'm not that guy. Whatever I say, I stand in. And it's going to be that way forever. Let's go ahead and uh, transition out of the land of the petty <laughs> over into number two, which I'm going to call the poo-poo platter. This Sunday, the Chargers play their season finale against the Kansas City Chiefs. Unfortunately, it's at SoFi because I'd feel a lot more confident if it was at Arrowhead, because you know the BS that goes down there. But it's less about them playing the Chiefs and the fact that Kansas City won't be playing many of its starters. So no Patrick Mahomes or players of the like. The one saving grace is that I believe the Chiefs depth is better than the Chargers. So, you know, maybe. They can still find their way into losing this game, but they very much could. So just stumble into a W, and I know how some fans feel. Like it's a self-gratification thing for them. The charges get the win, and you know maybe it helps with morale. You feel like mm, it's less of a sour taste in your mouth to end the year, but you're missing the forest for the trees here. You know how I feel about macro versus micro. You definitely don't want to be myopic in this way. Um, This is all about draft positioning. And as things stand today, I believe the Chargers sit at six. They could end the weekend as high as four, as low as eight, I believe. And in a draft that boasts some potential high-level QBs, and there are some teams, well, there are always teams, but definitely some teams that are hovering, you know, in the early portion of the draft, maybe into the teens and some further back, they may be willing to pay the price to come up and take a guy like a Jaden Daniels or a Michael Penix, who are probably going to end up within the top 10. Jaden Daniels, I'm almost certain of it. Michael Penix, his stock's already on the rise. And if he like goes nuclear against Michigan on Monday, then even higher. we're talking about him definitely being inside of the top 10 and if you're the chargers you're sitting there somewhere in between five and ten somebody's going to be willing to offer a godfather deal to come up and get a qb uh i'm almost certain of it and you just want to be available for the opportunity to take advantage why is that why not just make that pick well You're going to have a really rough decision to make there because there are going to be a couple players that could really benefit the Chargers to have leading into the future. But then you're going to have to consider, again, macro over micro. A few of the players that are currently on this roster are going to have to be jettisoned, whether it be via trade cuts just because of your cap situation. You squandered Justin Herbert's rookie deal. So got to maneuver around those new numbers and you're setting yourself up. Your new regime with more swings at the plate. Could they stick and stay and make a you know high-level pick there, a blue chip pro, um, prospect? Absolutely. There's one that I have in mind. We'll talk about that later when we get into our draft prospects. But if they do indeed decide to trade back, I mean, we're talking about, oof, you could really make off like a bandit, and I mean, fleece a team to come up and get a QB and get an extra first round pick. Um, you know, maybe some additional uh, mid-round pick somewhere in the third or fourth round where you can really start stockpiling this team because you got to build up that young, cheaper talent. We'll see how it goes. But ultimately, once again, the last thing you want to do is win this game because the lower that pick is, the less you're going to get, And I mean, still, if you end up at eight and one of those guys is hanging around, a team could still potentially trade up. But again, there's only so far back I would want the Chargers to trade anyway. Different story for a different day. As we get into draft season, we'll talk more about it. But for now, go out there, compete, make it interesting, but lose. I know that sounds weird, but I mean, everybody out there who understands how this should work gets it. Okay, now that I've talked about that game that I really didn't want to, you can't say that, you know, I passed on it. I gave you something about it. We'll move on to the meat and potatoes of this, what everyone really wants to discuss, what I want to talk about. And that leads me into number three, which I'm calling married to mediocrity. I don't know what's wrong with some of y'all out there. What exactly don't you like about Jim Harbaugh? Quirky attitude? Does it just not jive with you? No. The fact that he's a bit socially awkward. That matters to you. More than the fact that this man turned around three college programs and one NFL organization in short order. I mean, he literally just outclassed arguably the best coach in college football history. And he did it with lesser rated talent. I'm just going to overlook stuff like that. Um, He's one win away from leading his alma mater to its first national championship in nearly three decades. The day Jim Harbaugh walks into the building for the Chargers, the entire climate changes. Like he immediately becomes the face of the franchise, even above Justin Herbert, and there'll be no confusion about it. And I feel like that's the way that it should be when we're talking about leaders of men. Uh, There's proven production success which i'm going to take over rolling the dice any day you know but there are so many fans out there that are caught up in the same thing that i think just got the charges in trouble the last two and a half years and it was thinking that they were smarter than the average bear you want to go with another first-time head coach that has to again come in and establish himself build a culture gain the respect of the players you want to chance that again, right? This is why I'm not a betting man because I don't like risking my hard earned bread on situations and scenarios where like the odds aren't in my favor. That's not my thing. If that's what you like to do, then, you know, so be it, uh, do your thing. But for me, I understand this team is at a crossroads. You are now sitting in a situation potentially where you can have someone step, into your franchise and flip it almost overnight. Make it credible immediately. And has the background, the cachet, and the stones to walk into the door in front of management ownership, upper management, whomever and say, Hey, we're going to do this my way. And You want to know why? And just run through his resume really just, Drop his you-know-what's on the table and leave it at that. You can't play around in the situation that you're finding yourself in now. We already talked about it. Justin Herbert's rookie deal is over. So you're going to have to find someone who can lead this team through a bit of a transition period. I don't want a first-year guy to have to come in and have to deal with all of that. And then if you're talking about a defensive guy, that means potentially a new O.C., Maybe. But if you don't, and Kellen Moore sticks around and he succeeds, then what's going to happen? He leaves for maybe a head gig and then you're needing a new O.C. It's another voice. Justin Herbert has to hear. And if it's not someone internally, it could be a different guy altogether with a whole new scheme. And do you want to have to put 10 through that all over again? Nah. to me. The clearest path is to get the guy who played the position values trench play toughness on both sides of the ball and will do everything possible to make tens life much easier allow him to be productive elevate him into that superstar stratosphere we're talking about like top three qb depending on how you feel about him some people think he's already up there i you know he i'm not going to say that he's not there to me quite yet but he's still a tremendous high level talent He's still elite to me, but we're not talking about, like, top three status, not like Mahomes and, you know, Lamar, those guys. No, we're not doing that. It's a little crazy. But Jim comes in and can redirect the trajectory of the team and the quarterback. And then we're talking about a whole new ball game altogether. But the basis of this is the fact that he already has experience in doing it. He's not trying to figure it out as he goes, because it's his first opportunity to you take all of those variables out of the equation and you just have the guy, the one who encompasses everything that you need to move the team towards success and has the quickest path towards doing it. What's not to like about that? I I really hate the fact that I'm a realist. Sometimes it's like the gift and the curse because As great as all that sounded, we still need to have a conversation about the potential that it could not work out, which brings me into number four. I'm going to call this one a fever dream. So there's a worst case scenario here, like as much as we'd like for this to happen, there's a chance that Harbaugh either stays in Michigan, which I sincerely doubt. Dean completely screws the pooch and lets Harbaugh fall into like the grubby Cro-Magnon hands of Mark Davis like really the only thing that worries me slightly is that Jim has like the relationship there um, well a couple of things there's that relationship the fact that he has a connection with Tom Brady another Michigan alum who's looking to buy into the Raiders franchise and the fact that Mick Foley or sorry uh, I mean Mark Davis ain't afraid to throw around greenbacks like a regular at magic city. So we have to take all of those things into account and maybe prepare ourselves for them somewhere in the deep, dark crevices of our mind that we could be let down. Then the charges are going to have to pivot. Who knows what the hell happens then it's probably going to be a full on mutiny, but we're just going to hope for the best and pray that we don't meet the scenario. Like, i feel like i'm in the middle of a marvel multiverse movie and i wound up in the wrong dimension so let's pull ourselves back here um dean just get this to the finish line man make all our dreams come true make your life much easier and um i'm just gonna go pray about this as a matter of fact i'm gonna go do that right now see you guys in a 2nd sorry okay so i'm back hopefully uh I've lived my life in such a way that it will grant us some additional grace. And I've won some brownie points uh, with the Lord. (coughs) Anyway, number five, let's finish this thing out. Going to call this one "They that remain. Reason being is that regardless as to who the Chargers next head coach and GM is, there's still probably going to be a uh, cleansing, a purging of sorts. We're talking about certain players. Now, there are some guys that I think need to stick around regardless. Some of these are kind of sort of up in the air, but when we're talking building blocks, many of these are kind of no-brainers. So let's start with the offensive unit. Justin Herbert, duh, Uh, for the time being, face of the franchise, unless, as I mentioned before, Jim Harbaugh happens to be the new head coach, and then that shifts a bit, but he's still the end-all be-all to this team. So, of course, you build from there. Um, as far as the offensive line is concerned, Rashawn Slater, up and down year, year, dealt with multiple injuries, but he's still a bad rocket left tackle. Then, of course, you've got your interior guys: your Zion Johnson, your Jamari Sawyer, also Jordan McFadden. Of course, they all need to be brought back. I mean, they're under contract, so they will be. But that's nice young talent that just needs further development. Now, Zion has not played up to his first round status literally in back-to-back seasons. But I think a lot of that not only has to do with Corey Lindsley going down, but also there seems to be a lack of you know, proper development. So you got to question what was existing at the coaching, uh, well, in the coaching staff. Now, if you can bring in a Jim Harbaugh, and we talked about how important the trenches are to him, he's going to make that a priority. So I would imagine whoever comes along with him, if in fact he does end up being the next head coach, will be more than qualified to make that happen. So give it another year and hell, I mean, while we're at it, got to talk about the other tackle spot, Trey Pipkins. Yeah. Listen, I still feel like they need to bring in some level of competition for him, whether it be through the draft, um, whatever. You know, maybe a vet free agent, low cost free agent. But, I mean, if you want a quality tackle, left or right, you're going to have to pay a little bit for him. Not exactly sure what the plan is there, but also, if they can bring in again adequate coaching then you might be able to get something out of pipkins again and he is contracted through what next season i think there's a ripcord there in 25 so yeah still gonna be around whether we like it or not then you got the wide receiving core keenan's 30 plus so what still amazing but you can't lean on him to be your number one again next year he will be back though i believe it's mike williams The guy who I don't foresee but again we're sticking to the people that I think will probably or should be back of course there's Josh Palmer continuing to develop Quentin Johnston last year's sorry this year's first round draft pick going to have to take significant strides in the offseason and hopefully again better development but he's going to have to put in a lot of work before he steps back on the field next season but even still uh, doesn't mean that They should just stand pat with this wide receiving court. It would not be wise. We've talked about why. Then there's Darius Davis, who is going to be still your primary return guy. One of the best in the league at it, even though we still have to work on properly fielding these punts and kickoff returns because he will muff one like every few. So. Got to get that under control, but definitely dangerous with the ball in his hands. And hopefully next year they can find at least a way to get him more involved in the vertical passing game to make him a threat there. uh, Even if they do bring in another wide receiver because you can never have enough speed. So maybe there is a a path towards him being a bigger part of the offense. Defensively, on the interior, got to bring back Otito, Scott Matlock and uh, Morgan Fox, who plays a little bit of edge and interior. So I'm um, three tech as well as five tech. Um, I, for the purposes of depth, you know, Scott Matlock was someone who flashed here and there. The Chargers did select him in this year's draft as well. So there's development factor there. Otito played very well once he came back from injury. And I still believe in a guy like Jared Clark, who's dry Clark. I'm sorry. who's still out there on the practice squad. Uh, don't think this means they should not address interior defensive line in the draft because I still believe they need a difference maker someone who is uh, a disruptor. And they don't currently have that on the squad. So that could be another earlier round draft pick. At the edge, Thule, naturally. But uh, then there's Khalil. He'll be what, 34, I believe? But it's coming off of a Pro Bowl season, and I think you keep him around because of what he provides to the I mean, team in general as far as leadership is concerned, but what he means to a guy like Thule in his development. And again, like I said before, Morgan Fox plays a little edge as well, but yeah, you're probably going to need to address that somehow, probably through the draft again. And you notice I didn't say Joey Bosa it's because i don't believe he's a necessity to bring back and actually i think he could be a piece to help you acquire additional draft picks maybe and then the linebacker position it's kind of all over the place you're looking at Deion henley clearly again early round draft pick this season but then behind that yeah really not much i mean i guess you could bring nick neiman back for special teams purposes also for depth but they're going to have to attack Interior, um, sorry, inside linebacker, off linebacker, it's got to be something that they make a priority now. Remember, that position was kind of put to the back burner, but look at what it's left you with. So, hmm, those are the two names for linebackers. Not much, slim pickings is what it is. Now it's even stranger at corner because you got ASJ, because essentially, uh, you know, a mid to high level CB two. So you don't have a cornerback one. And I guess again for special teams and developmental and depth purposes, Dean Leonard is probably still going to be around. Someone who showed the ability to cover here in spurts, and he's definitely a good athlete. Got some speed to him, some stickiness. So yeah, uh, it's just another <laughs> another position they're going to have to build out somehow, some way. Uh, of course that safety Derwin James and I would be perfectly fine with the low heat Gilman coming back as more of a rotational guy as opposed to a starter um, He should play in sub packages, you know be in or around the box, but definitely not in the deep third or deep half of the field special teams duh. Uh, Cameron dicker who got snubbed from the pro that's crazy. I cannot believe that still and JK Scott who showed himself to be a Weapon of sorts in the punting game as the season went along so I was happy to see his improvement He got the hang time down and then suddenly the long ball became a thing for him. So overall Those are some of the building blocks I would say that you could move over into next year and you're gonna have to find some complementary pieces or guys that can Contribute and it's gonna take a little bit of mixing and matching, but it's doable. They're just gonna have to be very strategic and uh, efficient in the guys they pick up and move onto the roster, but That's it, man. That's my five for this week. Uh, Guess we'll see what happens this Sunday against the Chiefs. Y'all know what I'm rooting for. An L. So that we can maintain uh, the best uh, draft position possible. And then we'll see where we go from there. But lots coming up in the offseason. We get into our uh, draft stuff. Taking a look at different prospects. You'll find out about some of my favorites. And I'm looking forward to it. But... See you guys later on, maybe on After Hours. We'll see what happens after this game. But either way, y'all take it easy. It's been your boy. I appreciate you. Y'all uh, be good out there. And enjoy the start to the new year. Uh, if you haven't made any new goals or anything, do that. Try to improve somewhere. You know, I'm doing that personally. That is my uh, advice to all of you out there as well. So until next time, y'all take it easy. Be easy. Be good. And be good to others as well as yourselves. See you later.